0: Hi guys, welcome back to working title. I'm your host Margot. I wish I had a pitch line for the show, but I don't it's kind of just whatever I am thinking about and experiencing at the time of my recording. So welcome back inside my brain. And I'm so excited to be sitting here with you guys. I hope everyone has been having a fantastic summer or at least past couple of months i've been really enjoying my june july august but it has not felt like summer to me i don't know i think it's just because well i was in england for the past month so nothing against england But it was very cloudy and a bit chilly every day. (laughs) But even outside of that, I feel like I haven't had that many like stereotypically summer days. Like I haven't really swam that much, which I love swimming. And I'm going to actually talk about that at some point. But yeah, not that many swimming days. I feel like my attire this summer has really just been what I wear in the winter with a few less layers. So, all that aside, I have had a wonderful past couple of months. hasn't I haven't really leaned into the full summer thing, but curious how your guys' summer has been. I'm going to leave a little question box, and you guys can tell me about what you've done, any highlights you guys have had, and I want to hear what you guys have been up to. I... Just got back to New York last night and I was gone for four weeks, which was crazy. I've never been away from New York for that long. So it was interesting and I want to talk all about it and kind of just fill you guys in on the past month and share some thoughts I've been having and just have a good old fashioned chat a one-sided chat (laughs) yeah let's just start at the very beginning no not very beginning actually mid-july was when i left so i actually was only planning on being away for two weeks but i decided very last minute to extend my trip two weeks early so it ended up being four and the reason i was able to do that was because i was talking to my friend caroline who's been living in london And I was saying to her that I really want to figure out a time to go over to London, but I have to figure out where I would stay, etc. And she so generously and kindly offered me her apartment that she was staying at, or her flat, excuse me, because she was going to be away for a week traveling with her mom. So she said the flat that I'm subleasing is going to be completely empty if you would like to stay there. So literally an hour later, I booked my trip, my flight, two weeks early and there was like that week in between but my boyfriend lives in england so i just crashed with him for that kind of middle week So that's how it ended up being four weeks. I think I booked that trip like a week out from when I was actually going to be flying, which I've also never done. I am not really a spontaneous trip taker or person in general. So that was a fun little moment. I want to start this episode out by talking about that first week that I was in London because I was completely by myself. I did see two friends for dinner, but I feel like I can still count this as solo travel. And it was very transformative. And it feels so silly to say that because I was in London, which is a city that I'm familiar with. It's English speaking. And I have my boyfriend and my boyfriend's family in the country. So it wasn't like the riskiest solo travel experience. But I still have to be proud of myself for putting myself in kind of a new experience and... Getting the most out of it that I think I could have possibly gotten. So let's talk about that week and my takeaways because I was doing so much journaling when I was there. Also, something so satisfying about this trip was... I finished my previous journal I think like two days before I was set to leave for this trip so that meant that I got to pick out a whole new journal right before I left and start my new journal on the first day of my solo travel which just felt very like transformative. If you guys journal and you know the feeling of starting a new journal you know how good that feels and you feel like it's just like a completely blank slate. That feeling is actually what inspired the packaging for No Particular Order, which I won't give away. But if you've ordered the journal, you get to kind of have that experience and think about that moment. So anyways, I have a lot of notes from that first week that I was staying in London. So I was staying in St. John's Wood, which was also entirely new to me. It is kind of like in a northern part of Zone One London, so still super central. If you've been to Abbey Road, where the Beatles did their photo shoot and they had their studios, um, it was right down the street from that sidewalk, which was actually really fun to walk by every day and see these families. Oh my God, it was so cute. I think the first or second day that I was by myself, I kind of got into this amazing routine every morning, but I was walking to my little morning coffee spot and I walked past this family I think they were American and it was a mom a dad and they had three or wait how would this make sense I guess there's four pictures in the photo so I think they had three kids and the dad was also going to be in the photo and all the kids were boys and when I was walking past the dad said to the son who was on his shoulders he was like all right Jimmy do you remember how we're gonna walk and it was just like so cute and oh also it was so cute because all the little boys were in these mini suits it was just so precious so anyways yeah I was staying in St. John's Wood and I did kind of develop this mini routine I say routine lightly because I was only there for like five or six days so I don't know how much of a real routine you can get into but every morning I woke up and I went to the high street in St. John's Wood and they have this really nice grocery store that Caroline showed me called panzers it's definitely extremely overpriced and it would not be sustainable to go there if I actually lived there as much as I did because it was so overpriced but it was just one of those like really fancy grocery stores kind of like a Cinderella or um, a union market but A bit more quaint, and I think they're prepared food. They had better options for that. And they also had like a full-service cafe outside. So I would go there and have my coffee, and then I would journal. And then pretty close to there was Regents Park, which was also entirely new to me on this trip. I'd spent a lot of time in Hyde Park previously, and I'd always wanted to go to Regents Park, but because it's more northern. And I just wasn't spending that much time in like Bone or the areas around that. I just didn't find myself in that park ever. So I walked in that park. It is so lovely. Like I know this is nothing new. It's literally one of the two major parks in central London. But if you haven't been or you haven't really just like spent time just wandering by yourself without just like running through to get somewhere else, it is so magical. And in the summer, they have these brass bands playing they have all these young kids that I was like oh my god I immediately need to have like 10 kids of my own that I can just bring here and like dance with them in the band yeah so that was lovely and then after that I tried to keep some like normalcy with my work schedules and the things that I tried to get done every day I am a member of Soho House um, just because I use that as my co-working space here in New York so it was very helpful that in London there's a ton of Soho houses so I would go there during the day to get some work done and then at night I two nights I met up with friends and then the other nights I just took myself out to dinners which was really nice. so one of the nights that I went out to a dinner by myself, I went to this place called St John Bread and Wine. I hadn't heard of it before I went again Caroline recommended it to me and then I started to see it like everywhere. But Caroline was saying that, like, the vibe and the types of people who go and whatever is kind of comparable to, like, a Lucian in New York, if you guys are familiar. Very, like, or, like, a Balthazar, not Balthazar, but, like, very newly dirt dirtbag vibe, but in London. But I knew I was going to be around in that area one night, and I was just like, all right, whatever, I'm just going to book a table for myself just to kind of see what the hype is about, and... It's also supposed to be really good food. So I was like, okay, this is just going to be like a fun little night out. Usually when you dine by yourself in restaurants, my experience has been that they either put you on the counter or they put you on a table on like the outskirts of the room. So you're not taking up that much space in the middle where like the bigger tables and the bigger groups sit which I totally get and I have never really thought about that that's a thing until I show up to this place that's like buzzing and it's full of like really chic cool people whatever and they bring me into the middle of the restaurant <laughs> I was literally sitting by myself in the center of the restaurant which when they first walked me over I was like oh god oh god and then I just kind of relaxed into it and I was like this is so cool that I get to be a part of all the happenings in the middle of the restaurant I have different conversations I can like lean into around me and listen in which sorry if that feels like an invasion of privacy but it's just who I am I love listening to people's conversations at dinner and at that dinner I brought my journal, and I did a lot of journaling about the experience of solo travel. So I want to share some of those observations with you guys. So one of the first observations that I had, and I guess this is applicable to when you are traveling outside of your own country, was it was so comforting hearing an American accent. I'm aware that in England there's a lot of American people, um, and also again, Obviously, it's an English-speaking country, but just hearing, like, your mother tongue around you when you're alone and you're very aware of being alone is very comforting, and it was just a kind of like a nice little jingle in my ear whenever I would hear it, and that's all I have to say about that, but, yeah, it just made me feel more comfortable in spaces especially because this is my first time doing like a solo travel so my first observation I actually talked about in a vlog that I posted called it's like solo travel in London if you guys want to check it out I actually love that video I'm very proud of it and I'm not going to get too into this because I did talk about this in this vlog but it's this concept that When you're traveling with other people you always kind of have this like security blanket of checking in with the people that you're traveling with making sure that they are happy and they're doing things that they're you know excited about and not even in like a people-pleasing way but just in like a compromising thing you know if i want to go to this restaurant but they want to go on this walk how can we compromise to do something that's going to make both of us happy and that compromise becomes such a security blanket because you know that you're also doing something for somebody else so you can kind of relax about like planning and making sure everything is perfect for yourself because you're also trying to please somebody else and I've never thought about it that way until I was completely by myself and I didn't have the other person to compromise with or to accommodate. Because of that, it's just you're, it's just asking yourself like, okay, what do I want to do right now? Do I want to go for a walk? Do I want to go to a restaurant? And I think there's that's obviously like the beauty of traveling by yourself, but I think it also is really hard to get used to that, and to be okay with doing exactly what you want to do, and not overthinking it. Like, if I was spending a lot of time in the park, there was this voice in my head that was like, "You should be out in the city. You should be seeing new things. You should be looking at that like houses and blah blah blah." When in reality, I just had to kind of like push those thoughts away and think like, "Nope." I'm very happy walking in this park and this is what I want to be doing right now. I don't know if that comes from like a people pleasing side of me or if it just comes from the fact that I'm used to traveling with other people and checking in on other people. That was definitely the biggest takeaway of traveling solo is just practicing what that freedom looks like to you and how you interpret that and experience that. Another observation that I had is that it always feels better to just do things rather than stay home and and be bored. So during my day, usually after I would get my work done, I would come back to the flat that I was staying in. And then it was kind of time to like reassess, I've I've done my morning routine. I got the work done that I had to do. Now I have the whole night ahead of me. And how do I want to spend that? I think especially when you're traveling by yourself, there's definitely a comfort that comes with just like relaxing where you're staying, where nobody is judging you for being by yourself or you don't have to make decisions by yourself. And I totally get that because there were a lot of times where I would kind of like procrastinate leaving because it was so comfortable to be in that space by myself. But what I found is It always felt better to just go out and do things because then you're not second guessing yourself when you're in that room by yourself of like, should I be doing this? Should I just try this? And it feels so good to actually just do that again, even if it's just like sitting in a park or being in a space that it is very normal to be by yourself. Like the cafe was very comfortable because I think solo dining in cafes is you know very standard walking in the park or going for walks or doing work by yourself that's all standard at night is where it starts to get like a bit scarier and kind of diving into those uncomfortable moments because I found that during the day it was really easy to be alone but the thing that was more intimidating was going into social spaces at night by myself and these were the two kind of things that would help me in those spaces especially in those first moments that you enter those social spaces and you're very aware of your perception to other people or at least that was like the first thing that my mind would jump to was how am I being perceived being by myself in this space the first thing that I reminded myself of was that literally no one cares like everyone's so focused on themselves and you're not doing anything like crazy or groundbreaking by being by yourself and I think that was a good reminder and the second thing was i had this like toolbox of intentional acts that really helped me so one of those was journaling so if i went to a restaurant or a cafe or whatever that space was i would have my journal and my pen and i would just start writing and actually my cousin sarah because i was talking to her about solo travel because she's traveled a bit by herself we were talking about it before i left and she had this tip of journaling just about like what's going on around you it can just be like free flowing who's sitting around you what does it sound like just kind of being very observational in your journaling that can kind of help you like ease into the space and become more aware of your surroundings in like a Comfortable, familiar way. And another thing was just reading, which kind of allows you to take you out of that situation. So if you're feeling like super overwhelmed, you can read and kind of take you into like a different universe. But I think both the journaling and the reading, the reason why it really helps is partly because it's just kind of signaling to other people, which again, I think this is more for yourself than other people, but it's saying, I'm not waiting for anyone else to come. I'm enjoying my time. I'm doing something that makes me happy. And I think like being on the phone, you're just kind of like wasting away that time. But it also occupies your mind and helps you to focus on something else. So it kind of takes you out of that anxiety and that like perception that you keep thinking about. On to the next observation about solo travel. I found that it was a really great time to do things that feel uncomfortable. So again, going back to going to this like popular chic restaurant and just sitting in the restaurant by myself and I think you can totally do that in your own city and do things that make you uncomfortable by yourself anywhere including your hometown or home city but there's more of this like freedom and just kind of like I'm never gonna see these people again they're never gonna see me again so why am I like withholding judgment for myself so some of these uncomfortable things that i practiced when i was in london was i would vlog in public which is always super cringy to me but again who cares Um, another big one is starting conversations with strangers and i think this can be really intimidating to do but what i find is any time that i do this I'm always so happy that I did like 100% of the time that I start conversations with strangers. I always walk away just being so grateful that I did and people are so interesting and have so much to offer and just a quick like side tangent story about this. The first night that I was traveling by myself, I decided to get ramen because if you've ever been to like a ramen restaurant, it's just, it's made for solo diners. Like it is so ideal. You're usually sitting at a counter. I don't know. It just felt like the right place to start. So I go in and I happen to be sat next to another solo diner. And of course, right when he sat down, I was like, Oh, damn it. Now there's this like... Is there this pressure to talk to him? And I kind of just like ordered my food, ordered my drinks. I had my Kindle, so I was reading and eating. But the whole time that I was sitting there, I had this voice in my head that was like, You should talk to him. He's sitting by himself, also. You guys would have a conversation. Like, this is an opportunity to talk to somebody new. But I didn't know if I didn't, I just didn't know what to do. So, the deal that I made with myself was that kind of like 75%, 80% of the way through my meal, I would like turn to him and start a conversation because if I wanted to leave, there was an easy exit, just get the bill and, and leave. So 80% of my meal, I turn I turned to him and I, I asked him what he got or like what he was ordering, whatever. And he was so nice and he actually happened to live in the same town that my boyfriend was from so we just talked for like 30 minutes he gave me so many recommendations of places to go some of which I actually did go to later with my boyfriend per his recommendations and they were amazing and actually in the middle of the conversation he was like yeah I didn't know if I should say anything to you because it looked like you were enjoying your meal and you were reading so I didn't want to disturb you Um, and we both had this kind of like just very human moment of being like Of just being vulnerable and saying like we're both in this situation. We didn't know how to go about this. But I'm so glad that we just started talking. And I made a friend that granted I'll never see or talk to again. I don't even remember what his name was. But it was just for that moment. So nice to connect with a stranger. And I never would have done that if I was with somebody else. Probably just because I would be focused on the person that I came with. But it's just such a good opportunity to do that. And you meet such great people. You can also eat at the pace that you want to eat. Like I feel like so many times at restaurants, you feel like you have to eat quickly or like pace your meal depending on how other people are eating or if you're splitting things and you want your half of the meal, you tend to eat quicker. But I found that I was just eating much slower and just enjoying every bite when I was by myself because that was like the only thing that I could focus on. The most uncomfortable thing that I did during that week by far which I'm so proud of, was I went to a poetry workshop. The person who was hosting the workshop was so inspirational and so great at working a crowd. And I also, part of the reason I wanted to go was because I wanna do workshops for no particular order, but I wanted to see how this was formatted and how it was hosted just to kind of learn how I would want to do it. And yeah, the person who was hosting was incredible. Their company, or I don't know if it was their company or they went by this name because I missed the first couple of minutes with the introduction, but they went by Good Soil, G-U-D-S-O-I-L. And they were just amazing. And they invited, people at the workshop to come up and read the poems that we were writing as part of this workshop throughout the whole thing and at first I was like oh my god I would never do that and then I just had this moment where I was just like fuck it I can't remember if it was my resolution for this year or last year but my resolution was the fuck it mindset like whenever there's a moment where you could just go for it just fucking do it like just go fuck it just do it And I'm so glad that I had that mindset because I raised my hand and I volunteered to do it, spoke in front, and I'm not like proud of the poem, you know, I don't think it's like this amazing thing that I wanted other people to hear necessarily, but it was just such a good moment where I was like, I'm by myself, there's no one here that knows me that can judge me or remember that I did this except for myself and just be proud of the fact that I put myself out there. So just do it. So yeah, do uncomfortable things, do awkward things, put yourself in situations that you wouldn't want people to see you doing like back home and just do it because it's so cool. And then you have such great stories to tell when you come home. The last kind of takeaway, and this is just kind of like the overall theme of the week is that to be alone without any distraction is very uncomfortable. And I think it's the type of uncomfortable that, makes you grow and makes you a stronger person and makes you more interesting and it's the type of uncomfortable that I want to lean into more and it's again kind of that like fuck it mentality where it's not something that you've done before or that feels super natural but if you can put yourself in situations that a are safe I should have mentioned that at the beginning but always putting your safety first and making sure that you're in safe situations that you're looking out for yourself that you're paying attention that you have contacts that always know where you are that's like first and foremost with solo travel but also that kind of just like expand your life experience again I know I went to London it's like nothing so crazy but if you have the opportunity to do a solo trip and I mean I think like taking yourself out to dinner in your own city is great and and definitely you get to practice these like flex these muscles a bit but going to an entirely new place where the chances of running into other people that you know is very low and you can put yourself in these situations that feel new so worth it and if you get the chance to do it or the time to do it I 100% recommend doing it I don't think it's like better or worse than traveling with other people I just think it's entirely different. And yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend. OMG, life changing, go to Broad Once and Forever a New Person. XD RAR. <laughs> so that was my solo week. Shout out again to Caroline for letting me stay at your flat because I don't think I would have had that week if it were not for you. So very grateful for you. So after that solo trip, I went to Bristol and I actually got to see Zantori's apartment for the first time, which was so exciting. And also, okay, wait, just side note, because I've been meaning to update you guys on this. I've been promising doing a long distance episode with Zantori for so long and we did record it and I edited it, but I don't know if I want to post it. Not because I don't want to, like, I definitely still want to do an episode on long distance with Xantori. It's just weird. Like that, it, it just listening back to it, like it doesn't feel like us. And I think we got a lot of great points in and we got some good stories in. I might still post it. I have to re-listen to it because I haven't listened in a couple of weeks. But yeah, we're going to do the episode. I just want it to feel like good and feel like us and light. And it just kind of felt like heavy and serious and it was like the last moment that we had to record it so we were kind of stressed out doing it so I'm going to revisit it that episode is still going to be coming if you're in a long distance relationship or interested so keep your eyes out for that I will keep you guys updated with the timeline but anyways back to Bristol so I got there and Santori just moved into his new apartment and it was my first time seeing it so it was so special and Oh my god, I'm so happy for him. He is somebody that really, his space is really important to him, which I love because I feel like I feel the same way about my space. So it's so nice to have a partner that can relate on that and also enjoy that experience of kind of like nesting and making it your home. So to be able to step into his apartment just felt so nice and seeing his different artwork up and his closet. And all of his clothes nicely tucked away and just kind of like pictures of us and pictures of of his family around. Um, It was just so nice to be in his space. And he really does take care of it beautifully and look after it. And it feels like such a home. So really got to enjoy his home, which I think is so nice when you're doing long distance to be able to feel comfortable in your partner's place. And yeah, so I was very grateful for that. And it was really fun to see his place. And he really wants to share more of it with you guys. So I think at some point we'll do some sort of like apartment tour or I'll share more pictures. But I've been sharing some sneak peeks on Instagram stories if you guys have been following along. After that, my entire family, well, mostly entire family, came over in different waves. So First, I went to Paris, and it was like a girl's trip. I had two of my aunts, my cousin, my mom, and me stayed in Paris for four days, and that was amazing. We stayed in this really cool Airbnb, and every day was just super full and fun. It was just so sweet being with all the girls. It was also right after I saw the Barbie movie, so it felt very Barbie, women, power, relationships, yay, laughter, fun vibes. (laughs) But yeah, that was great. And then after that, my two aunts flew back to the States. And then my other cousin, my dad, and my brother, one of my brothers, joined us in London. So we did four days in London. I was really sad that my other brother couldn't join us for this trip, but he just couldn't swing it with work. So hopefully at some point in the future, he'll be able to come But just having my cousins and most of my family there was really nice. I got to bring them around parts of London that I traveled to when I was by myself. I actually got to walk them by my abroad apartment, which was so crazy. And it was so crazy being back on that street because Santori lived on that street. And we weren't together at that point. We were like really good friends. We had a crush on each other. More on that in the episode we did called Don't Go to Bed Angry. But Yeah, we lived on the same street so it was so weird going back to that street and seeing my apartment and then walking down the street and seeing now my boyfriend of three years down the street but we weren't dating at that time like it was just like a really weird kind of walk back in time so that was really nice getting to show my family that and then after that london bit all of us went to the village that my boyfriend is from in somerset And it is such a quaint. I mean, if you think of like what an English countryside village looks like, it's that. It is so beautiful. You go on walks and there's like cows in the middle of the path. There's a tiny little high street with a couple pubs and the local market. And it's just so nice. And it's also I love visiting there because I love his family. I've lived there for like three weeks at a time when I was visiting Zan last year cause he was living at home then. So just to bring my own family there was so special and I am so grateful for that opportunity. My f- American family from Connecticut and also my brother lives in Oregon and my cousins are in Boston, like all different places were plopped down in this tiny village in England where my boyfriend grew up, and we would have family dinners in the pubs with all of Zan's family, and we would play Uno with Zan's family and friends. It was just like the most meaningful weekend ever. We also, there was a music festival during that time called Valley Fest, and the Kooks played, and the Kooks is one of my favorite bands, so it was just so surreal. I feel so lucky also that our families not only get along so well, but they love each other and they have a lot of respect for each other and I think the whole time Zantori and I were just so proud that we brought these two groups together and everyone was having a good time and it was just really meaningful that like we did that you know so after that they headed back to the states and then I was in England for one more week I we ended up we were staying in Bristol and then we went oh my god there was a balloon festival where I don't know how many like probably around 50 hot air balloons all went up at the same time. And Santori and I went to this pub and we had like the best seats in the house to watch all of these hot air balloons go up. It was just so surreal. That was a Friday. And then on the Saturday, we went back to London. We decided to spend my birthday there because I was flying out the next day. Just the best day reminded me again how much I love London. We got to explore different parts and kind of go like farther out of the central city and see different parts that I hadn't seen before. Um, I got to go swimming. I think this is like a new tradition for my birthday. Yeah, got to go swimming. So that was great. Had a fish and chips dinner and then flew out. And this brings me to the last segment of this podcast. So I got back last night. And it was a pretty easy travel day all in. I really don't mind the flight back to the States because it's during the day. But that being said, it's still a long travel day. It's like a seven hour flight. So the whole way in the Uber back to my apartment, I was so exhausted. The whole time I was just like hyping myself up in the Uber to drop my stuff off and then go to Whole Foods or grocery store or whatever get groceries for dinner, make dinner, have to clean up and then unpack and shower and all that stuff. And I was just like, I really didn't want to do it. But I I knew that's what I had to do. So anyways, I get to my apartment and open it up. And right in front of the door, there's this bouquet of flowers, all of these little snacks and a card and Oh my God, I immediately knew it was from my cousin, Sarah, because she was helping me look after my apartment when I was gone. There's this beautiful bouquet of flowers, this lovely card, and I'm reading the card and she was talking about the trip and how she had so much fun and enjoyed herself, which made me so happy to read. And at the end of the card, she said, wait, I'm just going to get the card because it's right here. On the front it says welcome home and at the end she said oh okay so just for some context Sarah and I like to overanalyze our futures and get stressed out about if we're doing the right thing now for the futures that we want which is a whole other (laughs) topic but she said take it day by day things will work out and if you can only focus on the next hour there are some snacks in the fridge if you get hungry love you so I open up my fridge oh my god there was a full ass rotisserie chicken arugula heirloom tomatoes fresh figs which figs are like one of my favorite foods ever i think strawberries cheese crackers just like the whole works i almost started crying i think it was the most thoughtful thing or gift or whatever that anyone has ever done for me if i could like wish upon a magic star when I was in that Uber, it would be to just come home and have everything in my fridge that I needed already. I never asked her to do that. I never talked to her about having to do this or like going to the grocery store, whatever. It was like the nicest thing ever. And yeah, so I had a beautiful, I could just like get in the shower, unpack and have a beautiful dinner at home. And oh my god, it was just I can't get over it. It was so nice. It also definitely makes me want to pay that forward if I know that my friends or family are away for a long time, just like making their entrance back a bit nicer or if people are in positions where they can't cook for themselves or get their own groceries for whatever reason. it That whole experience really made me want to pay that forward because it was so meaningful. But Aside from that which truly the whole night and even like all throughout today I've just been thinking about that and smiling because it was so nice But aside from that, it was so nice to just come home to my apartment And especially because i'd been away for a while I didn't really know what to expect when I came home If it was gonna like feel like home or if it was gonna feel comfortable Or if I was gonna come back and feel like I wanted to like redecorate the whole gaff but I came in and just this sense of like peace came over me of feeling like i was back in my little nest and it's nothing fancy it's nothing big or crazy but i just love my apartment in new york it makes me so happy and to be able to experience that comfort and happiness when i came home when i didn't know if i could feel if i would feel that way was so it was such a blessing I think I'm going to end the podcast here because I feel like I've been yapping at you guys for a very long time, but I hope you guys enjoyed this and it was really nice getting to update you guys and share some stories from my past month with you. I am super active over on Instagram. It is at Lee. If you're in the market for a new journal or you like to journal with prompts, check out No Particular Order. And... Just ending this by saying I am entering my 25th year so grateful and so happy and comfortable and ready to kind of just dive deeper into different parts of my life. I hope you guys are all good and I don't want to end this podcast clearly so I'm just going to force myself to but I love you guys and I will talk to you in the next episode of Working Title.